Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of true crime. Oh my gosh. Yes. Welcome. Where we talk true crime, if you didn't know. But for the first seven minutes, we just chat. So if you like chat, which a lot of people do, keep listening. But if you don't, just fast forward. I think we have a lot to chat about. I mean, you went to the zoo, so that's always eventful. And we have a Sherry Papini update. Oh my gosh. Okay. So... Let's talk Sherry first, and I'll tell you about my crazy zoo experience. Okay. So Sherry admitted her guilt, released a statement. We learned that in addition to the GoFundMe and the California Victims Fund, she also took $130,000 from disability, and she's got to pay a whole lot of money to restitution. So I've been giving this some thought, Tab. I have some suggestions. For her? Yes. Okay. I would love to hear it because I'm pretty sure she listens to us. Okay, so I was thinking OnlyFans. I mean, we saw all oh. saw those pictures of her hot ass. You are so right. She's into that shit, you guys. I saw the pictures of her in lingerie. She's holding a gun. Just saying. I bet she could pay that shit <laughs> oh off my God. quick. You are so right. Everybody was saying a book deal, but I think OnlyFans will make it. Oh, I think much it's better and easier. Much quicker. Also, I mean, maybe a cameo if she's, you know, not 
naughty enough to do OnlyFans. Cameo's I think fine. she is. I think Listen. she... It, did you just ask if she's naughty enough to do OnlyFans? The, the chick made yeah, up... Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> when she was kidnapped to go, you know, sleep with her ex-boyfriend. Well, that I... Is- I also think she is the perfect candidate for, like, a television show on the WE Network. Like, maybe her and Keith could go to marriage boot camp. Or... a good idea. Big Brother, even. Something. I mean, I'm here for it. I'll watch. And you don't have to feel guilty about watching it. Because if you know the money is going towards the restitution, then it's like a win-win. Right? (laughs) Oh my God, only you, girlfriend, <laughs> would think all of that. But I'm down for it. I I think you're on to something. Okay, just saying. Okay, let's hear about the zoo. Okay, so let me tell you something. You know that expression, like, it was a zoo? Yeah. This literally was that expression. Yeah, so I, yeah. Uh, first of all, we go to the Fort Worth Zoo and... Our school has four buses, okay? So big, That's a big lot group. of kids, yeah. Yeah. Well, 47 other school districts also had four buses. Oh. 47 school districts. Oh, my God. It was bananas. There was an accident on the freeway. So, our, you know, we had the chaperones drove separate. So we took the expressway and the buses don't get to do that. So... It took them over two hours to get there. And the kids had about an hour. Some of them had an hour at the zoo. Some of them had an hour and a half. And that's not even including lunch. I mean, it was such a disaster. And it was so busy. It was like finagling humongous crowds. It was the worst experience anybody could ever have at a zoo. And the animals, I think, were like, what in the Sam hell is happening up in this hizzy? Let me tell you something else. Okay. I got a note after on our Instagram from a listener, and she also had her kid go to the same Fort Worth Zoo Uh for a field trip. And when she got there, they oversold it. And so they sent them away. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, that's no good. Can I you wanted, believe that? I can't that's believe it. So I thought sad. you were going to come back with one of those stories like, you know, one of the apes put its nuts on the glass or something for all the children. Or We would have been happy with that. Yeah. Lion <laughs> peed on them or something. something. <laughs> no, the lions. Oh, my gosh. By the way, remember that Santa Barbara Zoo, that lion would pee on everybody? Yeah. Like a big old sign. That's good stuff. Childhood memories that last a lifetime. Oh, my gosh. No, there were some amazing gorillas. The zoo is amazing. There was a couple bummer parts, which was the big cats enclosure down. Mm-hmm. No big cats, Gretchy. No big cats. That no. is a drag. Total drag. The only big cat was a mountain lion, which I've seen in person. I mean, not that it wasn't in person, but I've seen it, you know, not behind a cage. And yeah, and I had a little boy in my group that I didn't know. And so there was just so many people. I was always like, I, I my anxiety was so high because it's like, I can't lose this kid. Now, I did give you a job. Did you find out if they okay, serve cocktails? Okay, so funny you asked that question because one of our listeners also said, don't forget to find out if they have alcohol, where there were so many people at the zoo. Thank I you, listener. could not um, get myself to a place to see if they had alcohol, but I started asking random people, which probably looked real bad as I was chaperoning children from oh, school. Oh, I like it. Yeah. But I was like, <laughs> excuse me, do you know if they serve alcohol at this Zoo? Uh, And the answer that I got was, yes, they do, ma'am. Oh, okay. Well, we'll just do a do-over. Yeah. Sometime. And my other kid doesn't get to go to the zoo next week for his field trip. I just got that phone call that they're not, you know, they think he's a risky child to take on a field trip. So I will be taking him separately on some occasions. So, you know. He doesn't feel so sad about himself. Not on Friday, but you good know, idea. A different day. Good idea. So maybe we'll go together, Gretchy, and we'll get a beer. That would be around. that would be lovely. 
Oh, and before we get into the story, I just want to, I think we should give a quick shout out to our listener, Elise, who is Marcel, who has yes, been our listener from the, the get. got the back surgery, girlfriend. Yeah. So we're thinking you know, of you, speedy better. recovery. Yeah. And, oh, I was just thinking, you know, you were asking about podcasts and all this things to watch. Handmaid's Tales, if you haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah. She's been bugging me to watch that for years. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay. All right, let's get into the story. Yes. Okay, today's case is Pam Hupp. <gasps> the thing about Pam? I didn't know it was today's AKA case. Yes. The thing about so, Pam. Yeah. So excited. We have been asked to cover this case for a while, and my initial feelings were we try to do mostly the cases that aren't so common. And also, Dateline just did such an outstanding podcast called The Thing About Pam with Dreamboat Keith Morrison. And so, like, who can compete with that? Then what happened was the scripted show with Renee Zellweger came out and I started watching it. And it's so good. And then, like I do, I went down kind of a rabbit hole to find out what's the latest, and I realized that I had forgotten so much, and so much has been updated in the last couple years, and so I thought, well, maybe y'all are feeling the same way as me if you listened to it back when it came out a couple years ago, and so it's time to talk some Pam. Yeah, I'm here for it. Okay, so here we go. This case takes place in Troy, Missouri. It's a town of about 13,000. It's an hour from St. Louis. And so it seems like a real nice place to live. You can buy a decent home there for $200,000. Pam was living there with her husband, Mark, and two children when she befriended a coworker of hers at an insurance agency named Betsy Faria. Betsy was married to a man named Russ, and the two were raising her daughters together from a previous relationship. Betsy was a disco biscuit. Oh, okay. I have to tell you this thing. So I was running yesterday, Mm -hmm. and I was wearing my disco biscuit tank top, and this guy stopped me, and he was like, hey, you're not old enough to know what a disco biscuit is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he thought you were, he was thinking drugs. I thought you're not young enough, sir. Yeah. Yes. yes. Two different things, two different eras. Yeah. But I appeased him. I said, I sure am. <laughs> <laughs> so anywho, okay. So friends say Betsy was a real good time. And I'll bet she was because you know what she did? She had a side hustle as a DJ. Oh, that's so fun. That's so fun. So, you know, she knew like how to get a party started. Yeah. You know? So basically, Betsy was the life of the party until she couldn't be anymore because she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And there was a short period of time where she was celebrating being in remission, but sadly, the cancer came back and it was terminal. So she was prolonging the time Mm -hmm. she had left doing chemo. Which is where Pam steps in. Pam was there for Betsy to give her rides or whatever when she wasn't feeling well, like any good girlfriend would do. But Pam also did a little extra, like agree to be the beneficiary of Betsy's life insurance policy because she wanted to make sure for her friend that Russ and the girls didn't blow through all that money. By the way, it was like $150,000. So it's not like that much money. No. The way I see this is you can either take this one of two ways. One is that Russ must have been a real piece of work for his terminally ill wife not to trust him to be responsible with her life insurance. Or you could see it as, wow, this Pam is the real piece of work manipulating her friend to control monies that rightfully belong to her family. And unfortunately, most people thought Russ must have been a real piece of work and not that Pam was a master manipulator. But I'll get back to that. 
So on one of those days that Pam drops off Betsy at her house after chemo, Russ came home to find Betsy was dead. Betsy had been stabbed 55 (gasps) times. So most of her wounds were concealed by her clothing, but there was a knife in her neck and her wrists were slashed. Russ's reaction to finding her was interesting. He called 911 and said he had just come home and his wife had killed herself, which is an unusual way to describe someone that has been stabbed 55 times. Uh, yeah. Did he see the 55 times or did he just no, see the one in the neck? Like, think, I, you like know. I said, he... He says he just saw the wrist slashed, a lot of blood. Most of her wounds mm-hmm. were concealed. Mm-hmm. He is very upset on the phone. He doesn't sound like he's... He did it. Yeah. No. But it is just an unusual, you know, thing to say. Right? Yeah. So, immediately suspicion turns to Russ. I mean, and that's part of why, right? Which is also weird because it's like she was already dying. Was he that impatient if he really wanted her dead? You would think they would be asking that. Well, investigators didn't think so. Despite Russ having an airtight alibi and not having blood on him or showing signs of some kind of struggle... Russ was interrogated by detectives, and he did fail the polygraph. Dude, I just, I'm doing a case right now where the chick failed the polygraph, too, and I don't think she was guilty. (laughs) Yeah, you know, so things aren't looking good for him, right? Yeah. So, you know, they're interrogating him, and... The evidence that they had when they tried to get a confession out of him was that there was a pair of his slippers that had blood on them. It looked like someone actually dipped them in blood. And there were no footprints in the house, which was mostly carpet, by the way. Mm -hmm. And there was also some blood on a light switch. But it wasn't his. None of his blood was found. Okay. So... There was no sign of someone taking a shower or washing anything. Like the sinks were completely, everything was completely dry. And when the ambulance arrived, Pam's body was already cold and stiff. So it was clear that she'd been gone for a while. And four people vouched for where Russ was, and he had receipts for all the places he had stopped on the way home. So the time frame for him to have done this to Betsy was like a real stretch. So why would they laser focus on Russ as the suspect? Well, for one, obviously, he's the husband, right? And for two, they had a little birdie named Pam in their ear. Mm. Pam was questioned by the police because she was with Betsy that night and she had all kinds of disparaging things to say about Russ. To the authorities, when she explained that the last time she saw Betsy, she had left her wrapped up in a blanket at her house. She said that Russ liked to play this game with Betsy where he would put a pillow over her face so she knew what it was going to be like when she died. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, that sounds whack. She also said that Betsy was going to talk to Russ about moving in with her family until she passed. And she was scared to do it because Russ was like such a maniac. So Pam said, oh, yeah, he's he's so crazy. He got got in my face before. And she thought that he also could have been super PO'd that Betsy had, you know, changed the life insurance policy just four days ago. So, you know, she was giving them all kinds of tea. So police thought, like, what an asshole. Mm -hmm. So Russ ended up being charged and convicted of killing Betsy. Pam. Is he in jail? Okay. Did he go to jail? Okay. Slow your roll. Okay. Sorry. We're going to get there. Okay. So Pam testified at the trial that 
she had set up a trust for Betsy's daughters with the money, and so she had nothing to gain, right? Like, I'm just a friend, you know? Yeah. And let me just tell you, Pam, and why they definitely say, like, the thing about Pam. She's got one of those smirks, like... I don't know. Gwyneth Paltrow kind of has that smirk, you know, where they just give this like knowing kind of look all the time like that can't be true, you know, Mm -hmm. and she's very confident. And she just looks like, you know, your average. Yeah, your average, you know, kind of Midwestern country, middle aged lady. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, Betsy's daughters also testified at the trial about the nature of their mother's relationship with Russ, and it wasn't marital bliss. Betsy and Russ had had their ups and downs over the years. Russ had cheated on Betsy at one point, and that combined with the fact that Russ smoked the pot and played video games with his friends like, led the prosecution to put his character through the ringer. I mean, I'm thinking probably a lot of husbands smoke pot and play video games. (laughs) Probably (laughs) more than... More, yeah, I mean. (laughs) But they made that sound like, gosh, what you know, what a loser, right? What a loser. Okay. So... People are so quick to judge. Okay. Anyways. Not that our husbands do. No, our husbands don't. I but... I wish my husband would just sit down and, you know. Smoke a doobie or yeah. play a video game. <laughs> Which one? No, I don't <laughs> know. I don't really give a shit about the video games, but I would. He would just like smoke a doobie and. Take a chill pill. Yeah. He gets drug tested. He yeah, never so was like, he, yeah, he was really into, um, he was never into pot ever, but it's not in his nature. Okay, so Russ's character really goes through the ringer, but his close family and friends believed he was innocent, and so did his attorney, Joel Schwartz. Okay, side note, in the scripted version, Josh Dumal, a.k.a. Fergie's ex-husband, mm-hmm. plays him. And he's he, so cute. Oh, my God. And he is just as dreamy as ever. And I haven't seen him in anything in a minute. And he really killed it on the show. Also, I looked up the real Joel Schwartz. And you know what he looks like? He kind of looks like that smiley preacher man, Joel Olstein, who I find him to be like the least fuckable man on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Am I wrong? I don't think so. I don't think you're wrong. No. I don't think I'm wrong. So, I, don't, I don't think he's the least. I can probably oh, think of no. a few more. Least. But... Least. <laughs> okay. So while I found Joel Schwartz to be brilliant, I also kind of felt sorry for him. Just saying. Okay. Because of his looks? And then they get because Josh Dumel to... No. I, because, <laughs> because that's what he reminded me of. We'll post, okay. We'll post a side-by-side. I just th- thought that that was unfortunate okay. okay but then they get the hottest guy like on the planet to play oh him, so, so he should be real stoked on he that he should be happy yeah For sure okay so okay so i was telling you about how russ was found guilty but his attorney was determined to prove his innocence still and he actually did so there you go okay okay he was able to get russ a new trial because all this shady business that had come up at another trial, which entailed Betsy's daughters suing Pam for the insurance money that Pam had testified at Russ's trial that she had put in a trust for them. Well, since Pam had testified that, her story has changed. Now, she said that actually she never meant to give the money to the girls, that the prosecutor told her to put the money in the trust and, like, just say that for Russ's trial. You know, because that's totally on the up and up, right? You should totally lie. (laughs) Yeah, you should totally lie. Prosecutors should totally tell you to lie. Okay. So, um, Betsy was able to just revoke that shit, keep the money for herself. 
And sadly, Betsy's daughters lost their attempt to get the money. And I think we all can agree it was rightfully theirs, but the judge's hands were tied because Betsy had made Pam the beneficiary. There were no signs that she, you know, had signed it under duress or anything, and she didn't include provisions. So it's like paperwork. So when Pam won that court battle, she must have thought she was just untouchable. But it was because of her admitting under oath that she had been less than truthful at Russ's trial that Russ was able to get another one. So at the second trial for Russ, Pam testified that there was a very good reason why Betsy would have left her so much money. And that was that her and Betsy were the lovers. Mm -hmm. She actually said during her testimony that it's not like they were lesbians because they only had sex with each other. But for Pam, personally, I mean, she likes men. She likes Magic Mike all day. Okay. But likes only Betsy as a woman. Yes. Yes. Got it. But she likes Magic Mike just like you. You have something in common. Oh, she actually says she likes Magic Mike. She actually said she liked (laughs) Magic Mike in her testimony. Oh, well, you know, I don't blame her. You don't blame her. Yeah. So you guys have, have something in common with Pam Hupp. You should be so thrilled. Okay, so this new spin on Betsy and Pam's relationship kind of threw everyone for a loop because it was like, wow, that was really out of left field. I think it's when people also started to see the unbelievable lengths that Pam would go to to explain herself. You know, it just didn't come off believable. It's like, I mean, she kept saying, well, it's not like we're lesbians, it's just with each other, you know? It's like, okay, if you're going to lie, go all the way, right? Well, it's it's almost like, what, did one of them put, like, strap one on? Or, like, what I don't, What makes it not lesbianic? I Yeah, I don't know. It was just, it wasn't, it wasn't working for her. Okay, so it came off like, you know, Pam's a liar, And if she would lie about doing the no pants dance with her terminally ill married friend, then maybe she was not so credible when it came to all of her other claims, like Russ being violent. And the last time she saw Betsy was curled up cozy in a blanket. Now, there's also another reason why the tide had really kind of turned against Pam, and that was that Dateline had picked up the story and had been following Russ's trial. Pam had developed a little rapport with the Dateline producer named Kathy, though she never gave her an interview. Kathy discovered while she was doing her research, you know, in town, that Pam's mother, Shirley, had died in a freak accident recently. And Pam collected the insurance money from that, wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you know? Now, Pam has never been charged for anything regarding her mama's death, but it's sus. Basically, the Pam mama was at a nursing home, and Pam stopped by for a visit. On her way out, she told the staff that mama was real tired, and so she wouldn't be down for dinner. The next day, mama was found dead from apparently falling from her balcony through some broken bars. She also had more than eight times her prescribed amount of Ambien in her system. So Dateline like hired a structural engineer to check out the balcony. Yes. And he concluded that it would have taken a massive amount of force to break through the bars that, you know, old old mama lady just doesn't have. Doesn't have. Yeah. Probably has osteoporosis not happening. Yeah. Yeah. So Pam looks like extra sus. Plus, word on the street is that Pam's relationship with her mama was not good. It actually sounds like Pam's mama was pretty awful. And so it's like maybe the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And that's why Pam is so heartless. Still, you know, it's unlawful to go murdering mean old ladies. So I would love to see an investigation that looked into Pam being charged with you know, her mama's murder. 
But anyways, okay. So the whole Pam story just won't quit, right? Because after Russ was exonerated, they aired a follow-up Dateline episode about it. And the peeps in Pam's hood started treating her, you know, some kind of way on based on what the episodes insinuated, which... You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language, so I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks Astapro for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Obviously, is that Pam should be a suspect in now two deaths. You know, Mm -hmm. her mama and Betsy. Okay. Also, there was a new DA running for office. And a big part of his platform was that the previous DA that prosecuted Russ ignored evidence and committed other acts that she should be investigated for in the way of prosecutorial misconduct. So like his local commercials are airing and it's got everyone talking about Pam. So Pam did not appreciate now getting the side eye when she ran her errands all over town. And so she came up with a plan. It's the most batshit crazy plan (laughs) ever. Okay. Okay. She started trolling low income neighborhoods to find someone she could con into being part of her attempt to again frame Russ Faria. She would approach people and tell them she was a Dateline producer named Kathy, right? But she knew there was a Dateline producer named Kathy. Right. That was looking for people to make sound bites of 911 calls. And she would pay them a thousand bucks to do the reenactment for her. We know that she drove around doing this for a couple days because of her cell phone data. And more importantly, because one of those people she approached was a badass boo named Carol. Okay. Carol at first, you know, heard Pam out. But 
She went with her gut, and despite Pam's pleas that she was going to pass up some quick, easy money, Carol smelled a rat. So she got out of Pam's car, went back in her house, grabbed a knife, and told Pam, no thanks. Pam was still not trying to take no for an answer, but then she realized that Carol had a camera pointed right at her car, and she said to her, oh, hell, you've got a camera? And Carol told her, yeah, I do, and I also have a knife in my pocket, and I know how to call 911. And (laughs) after that, Pam bounced. Like, can you imagine that happening? Like, so bizarre. Right? Yeah. Like, what is this crazy lady going around trying to get people to get in their her car for? Well, sadly, Pam approached another person who didn't have the instincts that Carol did. His name was Louis Gumpenberger. <laughs> Louis... <laughs> I feel the, so bad for that last name. The last name is a mouthful. Yeah. I've never heard that last name before. Me neither. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, Lewis was a father of two. He was divorced, but according to his ex-wife, still very involved in his children's lives. Lewis had been in a car accident that left him without use of one side of his body, and he also suffered some mental delays as a result of the accident as well. So when Pam approached Lewis, you know, she was kind of able to prey on his vulnerability. Mm -hmm. She lured him to her home and called 911 while she said to the dispatcher, there's an intruder in my house. And Lewis said, come with me. We're going to get Russ's money. And then she shot Lewis fatally five times. <gasps> yeah. So she had conned him into thinking he's just reenacting some lines. And then she legit shoots him just so the dispatcher would hear it on the phone. And wow. when you hear the She's actual something. call, it's so it's so obvious that this is what's happening cuz she's like there's a man in my house. I mean it's just it's so dead. Like there's no yeah, panic. You know, right? And he's not angry. He's like okay, you know. Yeah, what do you want me to do? Yeah. He's doing it. Yeah. And she's just telling him and then she just shoots him. She's like a cold-hearted Yeah, she is. So then she plants a plastic bag in Lewis's pocket that had a note that read, follow Pam, kill her, make it look look like Betsy, take her to Woodpile behind Russ's house. I mean, she's like, I'm just going to spell it out how this whole thing happened. So crazy. Okay. The bag also contained $900 bills. When the police arrived on the scene, Pam told them that the man had held her at knife point in her car and she was able to knock it out of his hand, run into her house as he followed her. And that's when she grabbed the gun, called 911, and she thought she saw a man that fit Russ Faria's description in a van parked on the street waiting for him. You know, but she wasn't sure, right? Right. I mean, the balls on Pam to try to frame Russ again. Again. He, he had served three and a half. He had to serve three and a half years in prison, you know, in between the first trial and the second trial. Because he they didn't let him out on bail. Well, no, he was he was he was out on bail during the trial, but he was convicted. So it took that long for oh, him to, to get, get the, in that, the second yeah, the trial. Next trial. Yeah. Wow. So the other thing that you just got to love about Pam is that she had, like, some leftover carpet. You know? What mm-hmm. do you do with that leftover carpet? You keep it in a roll in your garage, right? Well, she decided to cut a big square of it and lay it down on top of her carpet, which makes, like, no sense. So she had carpet on top of carpet. But, I mean, the conclusion is basically that she did that so that blood from the murder she was not she was about to commit would not 
soak through to her regular carpet. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Like, wow. She's got balls. Did it work? Did it not go through? Um, I don't know. I I don't think I think it worked. So yeah, but I it, was thinking it, it might because she probably tried it out with some red wine. <laughs> Maybe so, but um, the investigators thought it was weird. Like who has carpet on top of carpet, right? Well, I know somebody that does that. You could probably think about who does it. <laughs> I know, but Very no. Close to me. I can't imagine. She probably has rugs on top of carpet. Not like this is actual carpet. Oh, yeah. It's not actual carpet, but it's something. I could see her doing it, but I don't think that anybody else would. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it didn't take long for police to realize that they were dealing with the infamous Pam Hop. You know, I mean, the Pam Hop. Betsy Russ story was like a big deal around there. Yeah. So everything was suspect, you know. So they knew who they were dealing with, but it took them a minute to put the pieces together because it's so bizarre. But when they did, I mean, Pam was so busted. So sadly, what happened was they were able to identify Lewis by his fingerprints because he didn't have any ID on him. And they went to tell his mother, who had just filed a missing persons report on her disabled son, you know, the scenario in which he had been found, you know, killed, right? Mm, Yeah. And she said, well, that's not even possible. Lewis can hardly hold a spoon, let alone wield a knife. And... That's when Carol came forward and told them about her experience with Pam posing as the Dateline producer. And that's when it all came into focus. And it really helped that Carol had Pam's ass on video from her driveway in the car, you know? Yeah. So Pam also was cooked because she had gone to the Dollar Tree that morning and picked up cleaning supplies, and the knife that she planted on Lewis, which apparently this particular knife is only sold at the Dollar Tree. By the way, who buys a... You shouldn't be buying your knives at the Dollar Tree. A $1 knife? How long is that going to last? Oh my God. Cheapskate, right? I can't... I've never... I frequent the Dollar Tree, (laughs) but I... You shouldn't be buying your knives there. Okay, I mean, it's not. It's listen. It's like a one and done. It's a, yeah, it's a one and done thing. But at least go to Walmart and get your knife, people. Okay, sure. Anyways, so her my s- knives are from Walmart. Actually, oh, they're pretty good. Okay, her cell phone data also placed her at Lewis's house for four minutes. Okay, so like, how do you explain that? This random guy followed you or whatever, but you had been at his house for four minutes before, you know? Yeah. It's looking not, bad. Not. Okay. And the hundies that she planted on Lewis mm-hmm. matched sequentially to the bills that she had stashed in her house. Mm. They treated her whole house like a crime scene, so they went through all How her shit. ironic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ironic. I mean, that is a real difficult dink to explain. Right? Like, what are the chances? Yeah. Sequentially. So they had put all the pieces together of the puzzle as to why she would stage an attempted murder on her and murder Lewis within a week. So they brought her down to the station to tell her what they knew. Pam's reaction was arrogant, as always. But clearly she knew she was like, Fuzzucked because she took a ballpoint pen and went in the bathroom and stabbed herself in the neck <gasps> and wrists with it, which was Ooh. like eerily similar to what she had done to Betsy. Yeah. After she was given medical attention, they locked her ass up and charged her with Louis Gumpenberger's murder. 
She ended up taking an Alfred plea to avoid the death penalty and spend life at Missouri State Prison, Chile Coth. I'm probably mispronouncing it. So if you don't know what an Alfred plea is, it's where you admit there's enough evidence to prosecute you, but you don't admit guilt. Yeah. So a lot of people think this is bullshit, that she never really admitted guilt, but Pam's such a narcissist. I can't see her ever really doing that anyways. And I think her plea deal saves Lewis's family from having to go through a trial, and she's locked up forever. So isn't that the point? Yeah. But guess what? She might actually still get the death penalty because that DA that was running for office using Pam as a big part of his platform to show why the current DA needed to get the boot. Well, he won and he reopened the Betsy Faria murder case and charged Pam and has stated that he will be seeking the death penalty. But the trial hasn't begun yet. Oh, yeah. So crazy. So there is also now an open investigation into the death of her mother. You know, so Pam's got 99 problems, right? Yeah. I Uh think she's going down to Chinatown. Yeah. So the latest on her is after she was charged with Lewis's murder, her husband divorced her. He has since remarried and still owns the home where she killed Lewis. Oh. I know. I would ditch the house, dude. I would, too. Right. Pam has a job in the prison as a tutor to those inmates that are trying to complete their GEDs. Joel Schwartz, the attorney that represented Russ, co-wrote a book about Betsy called Bone Deep. I read it. I give it an eight. Only, That's pretty good. Well, I, I it's really good. But I give it an eight only because, you know, the Dateline series and the scripted series are, you know, they're so good. Yeah. So I would recommend them, you know, more. I mean, but read the book if you want, like, the real nitty gritty details. Obviously, he's doing real well for himself these days you know he's like this hero i mean it looks great for a defense attorney to get somebody off at the second trial right okay so he's doing great for himself unlike the da that prosecuted russ i watched an interview with her she hates joel i mean she hates him so much (laughs) she blames (laughs) him for continuing to bring up allegations of the prosecutorial misconduct. And she says she has been cleared of all that. And so he should just let it go. She says that she wishes she had never run for DA and that this case ruined her life. And she just went off the evidence that she had. So what do I think? I don't think she probably made a conscious decision to prosecute an innocent man, but it seems like she had tunnel vision and Joel makes a lot of good points about the evidence she ignored and manipulated. So I think she... Probably earned a bit of a guilty conscience. Yeah, I think that's it, too. And here's here's the thing is. These DAs. Oftentimes just want to win. Yes, I think she let that get the best of her. It was her first big case. Yeah. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that they do, because I I think a lot of people are put in prison because there were oversights of actual evidence that they just don't want to see because it doesn't fit the narrative. And so we just get rid of that evidence and take in what we have so that we get a win. Right. And I hate that when they walk off, they consider it a win because it's like, actually, no, it's not. Nothing is a win in a criminal trial. It's just that you hopefully put away the right person. Right. Yeah. And when you don't, then yeah. 
No. You should feel bad. And she should feel bad. Yeah. And if it ruined her career, maybe it should have because she put away the wrong person. Well, I will tell you, in addition to having her ego and reputation take a beating as this case lives on and on through (laughs) Dateline (laughs) and the series now, you know, she's also having to relive a period of her life when she had a really bad haircut. She... (laughs) So she is an attractive lady because I, I watched a recent interview with her. OK, but at the time of the Betsy trial, she had one of those haircuts like Kate Gosling in the early days. You remember that kind of like shaved in the back? Oh, gosh. Yes. Yes. Okay. But it's just it's not a good look. It, it never was. Right. Yeah. And so I think when she sees the actress that is now portraying her now rocking that haircut, I mean, it's it's kind of sting. <laughs> She's like, oh, gosh, you know, She's I did look have at a crazy it like... haircut like that. Not like that, but I did something weird in third grade and I could never live that down. Well, at least so... you were in third grade. Yes. Thankfully, I was in third grade and not you know, 23. Yeah. She's really got to be thinking, what was I thinking with the hair? Well, she is for sure. Don't she you is. Think Kate is still, is, we're still thinking that too. Like, oh yes. My God. I think Kate is so gorgeous now with long hair. Oh, she, oh, I knew it. Even when she was on that show and rocked that weird haircut, I was like, girlfriend, you have such a pretty face. Let's, let's, you know, not do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, as far as Betsy's daughters go, they are grown and have families of their own. They still have not spoken to Russ, but they did their first interview in years, and they said that they wished he would forgive them for what they said at the trial, that they were just kids and were manipulated, and they are just very sorry for all of it. I mean... And is he? has he not forgiven them? No, he still hasn't spoken to them. And like he was their stepdad from the time they were little girls. Wow. And you can see, I mean, they were told they had to get justice for their mom that, you know, all signs pointed to him. You know, they were just teenagers. You know, I I can totally see um, a stepdad doing that. And I can see how the kids still feel like they're part of. You know, he was part of their life for so long. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like adults don't realize how crucial they are in children's lives. And so, yes, I wish that he would forgive them because, I mean, they lost the the girls or the victims. They lost both their parents. Yeah. 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 That's so unfortunate. Yeah, it really is. And children are so easily manipulated, you know? Totally. Right? I mean, everyone was. No one suspected Pam during the first trial, right? I mean, they didn't know that they were lesbian lovers at that time. No. (laughs) Right? I mean, had they known they were lesbian lovers, it might have even looked more sus. It's just all so bananas. Okay. So let me tell you about Russ now. He has love in his life, and you're not going to believe who with. Who? Badass Carol with the video camera in front of her house. Oh, no, she's it. Yeah. They connected through all the, you know, Pam frenzy stuff and are now, they're engaged. Holy moly. Wow. It makes sense. They have something to talk about. They they sure do. And she, I, like I told you, she seems great. I thoroughly enjoyed her. So, um, you know, good for them. Maybe she'll get him to forgive his stepdaughters. I hope so. So lastly, I just wanted to say that this case is so captivating because Pam is such a conniving, curious character. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, she killed a disabled man without a care in the world as well as Betsy and I don't want I I, yeah I don't want I just don't want to 
not emphasize that she's a total fucking monster. She is. Yeah. And if they get her mom, she I might. I don't know. I mean, don't you kind of think that they're like, so they say there's an open investigation, but like how the lady was fucking old. Yeah, they're not probably going to like solve and it, but Pam is already serving life and possibly death yeah. now. No, but so that's what I, I mean, like. I'm kind of like, well, maybe we can just let it go. Plus, it sounds like no one really cared about. Like, it sounds like Pam's the mom, mom was has... a real bitch. Well, dude, this is probably what happened to Pam. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, percent is what you don't... what happened to Pam. Yeah. However, if she did kill her mom, I think. Doesn't that make her a serial killer if she's... Oh, old? if you've... Ki- yeah. Three people, yeah, she's yeah. a serial killer. Totally. Yeah. And she probably, had she gotten away with all this, I could see her going on to many years of killing. I think there was definitely no stopping her. Yeah. I think one of the mistakes that she made, too, is so... She was walking out of court at one of the the trials or whatever, you know, and this Dateline producer had reached out to her like, can you give us an, you know, give us an interview, give us an interview or give us an updated picture at least, you know, whatever. She said to the camera, she saw the Dateline crew and she said, say hi to Kathy. And (laughs) that creeps them out, right? Because they're following cases of murderers. And so they were like, I mean, people are really captivated with this woman. She walks around. She always has a big gulp in her hand. Which I From love. Seven Eleven. Yeah, I love a fountain drink. Right. I don't treat myself to a fountain drink nearly enough. <laughs> Pam did. <laughs> she always walked into court with a big gulp. You know. She's what, just what was in the big gulp? Was it diet coke or was it actual coke? I don't know. What kind of drinker is she? Good question. Doctor Pepper. If it's diet Doctor Pepper, then. Go Pam, right? I bet you she's a real Dr. Pepper drinker. You think? I think so. Yeah. Straight up sugar Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Mountain Dew. Maybe Mountain Dew. <gasps> that would be super crazy. I know. I think it was Mountain Dew. I'm gonna, I'm taking oh that Dr. Pepper I, back. <laughs> I haven't had a Mountain. That's probably what made her commit all the murders. I know. The that's Mountain what I'm Dew. It's got My that God. weird food coloring. It's Dude. got more caffeine than any of the other ones. It's, I think it's a wacky drink. I haven't had a Mountain Dew since high school, I'm sure. I can't even remember. I'll bet it doesn't sound like it would go bad with tequila, though. You know what is the best is Fresca. That's Zero what, calorie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I yummy. do that. Yeah, that's what we do. But We're I like, a, I would like caffeine with my tequila. I know. We're on a shortage of Fresca. You can't get it anymore. Well, I like the spin drift. You ever try that? So good. Yeah, but it's not sweet enough. Uh, um, it, it doesn't have all that aspartame and bad shit in it. I know, I know, I know. You could get the um, the Zevia. Yeah, the Zevia is good. Yeah, that's good too. Uh, the Zevia ginger beer is really good. Super good. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. So that's a WAP. That is a WAP. We are not going to CrimeCon, so... Oh, that's true. Yeah, we're There's that. We are, and we have already committed, and we will 100% be there um, at the True Crime Podcast convention in Dallas. It's August 27th, so or 28th, that weekend. I will figure out how to tell you guys more about that soon, but we will be there if you want to just Google true crime podcast oh my god i just so i'm coming to texas twice you're coming in april and august the two a months two a's okay um and if you guys uh want to follow us on instagram housewives of true crime if you want more of us we are on patreon every single week patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime and we would love your support there that helps us greatly and gives you one bonus crime that's true i'm really excited for this week's patreon tab because um i've just been i'm not going to make it like a whole crime but i do want to talk about this missing friend of sherry papini 
and oh, yes. that whole case and just kind of unpack all of that. And turns out Sherry and Keith had had some contact with this family since and, she faked her kidnapping. And, and that's went pretty to dinner. Fu- yeah, I went to yeah. dinner at the parents' house after. Yeah. I mean, so we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about a lot of interesting things. Yeah. So follow us there, patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. And uh, we're also on Facebook. We have a private group where we chit chat a lot. Um, Housewives of True Crime group. So there's a lot of us out there uh, if you guys want more. And thank you so much. If you have not rated us on Apple Podcasts, please do. If you can on Spotify, we love that also. uh, Or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next week, guys. Clink. Clink, clink. clink.